0: As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldroid Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun when he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Welcome back to the Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast episode 93 son what up shun that's right that's right 93 in the house 93 in the closet I should say because I'm recording live from my podcast live from my closet here in New York City isolating myself from the coronavirus let's give it up for me for being so responsible and quarantining myself even though I have no symptoms uh, I, I guess I'm quarantining myself for different reasons. I don't want to get sick. Uh, some people are making fun of me thinking that I'm being too stressed out about the virus. Everyone that I talk to that wants to hang out is like, dude, only old people uh, die from the coronavirus, bro. Like, what? why do you care? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't Feel like going to the ICU is one of the reasons that I care. I don't feel like being quarantined for the next several weeks, and, and and not being able to live my life if I do get it. So I I think that it's a smart thing to to try and not get the coronavirus right now. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what's going on. That's the number one thing going on in the world right now, guys. Is this coronavirus outbreak that originated in China? Yeah, it's killed a bunch of people already, mostly the elderly, uh, you know. But it, it's 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 not fun. It's not fun from what I can see. They just declared the state of New York as a state of emergency today. The mayor of New York, uh, I don't even know his name. What is it, Cuomo? Cuomo is, uh, you know, he made it a state of emergency. So I am quarantining thine self, and luckily... I have some black surgeon masks, and I say black rather than the white because I feel like the black mask is more attractive, you know, like the uh, like in in the world of ninjas, it makes me feel like a ninja, and uh, I don't know, if if there was a girl wearing a white mask or a black mask, if she was wearing a black mask, I think it would be more attractive, so that's why I got these black masks a few years ago when I was in Japan of all places and we, I was with friends, we actually ate dinner at this ninja restaurant, which was, it's hard to explain, but it was really fun, really cool, themed, one of those really nice experiences that I, I look back on and, and appreciate, but uh, I didn't wear the ninja mask because I, because it's not a ninja mask, it's a surgeon medical mask. Uh, I didn't want to embarrass my friends is really, because I'm unselfish, you know? But now, um, I, I, I wore this mask out into the world. I went to go do comedy Wednesday night, and I wore the the mask into the world. And people were staring at me, and I could tell that they were looking at me and they were jealous. I could tell that they were like, you know what? Even though that guy looks weird, and uncool, I'm secretly jealous of his style because he's confident and he's he's practical. He's smart and i just wanted to i wanted you know what i said with my eyes back to them Nonverbal. all this communication took place nonverbal. my eyes back to them said hey i know you can do it as well hey i know you've got you can find the confidence within yourself to put on one of these masks and do the right thing for your health bro so um, that's what i did baby that's what i did and i'm proud of it and then i pulled out a samurai sword and i chopped some bread uh That's a callback to a John Belushi sketch from Saturday Night Live several years ago. Very humorous. Uh, Going to Japan was great. I wish they would have let me carry samurai swords as carry-on to the plane, but unfortunately they don't do that. So... I don't know, like, I think, I think, uh, when I'm making these comedy sketches, I think it'd be funny for every sketch to end with the main character just stabbing themselves in the stomach as a samurai. Do you guys think that'd be humorous? Okay, nobody else? Okay, just me? Okay, let's move on from now. Okay. Uh, great. This was fun. Anyway, uh, I got my black masks. I've got my African-American masks, and we're ready to go. So... Uh, That's what's going on. I'm feeling healthy as an ox. Feeling healthy as an ox. I went to the... uh, One of the... What do they call it? City MDs today. Trying to get a a flu shot. I still haven't gotten a flu shot. But I figure maybe I'll reduce my... My risk. uh, By getting a flu shot. And I'll be darned. When I went in to... To talk to these fools. They told me they can't guarantee... Whether or not my insurance... Covers the flu shot. And I'm so cheap... I walked out on them. To, I showed them. I said, "Hey, if you can't guarantee that my insurance covers this, I'm out of here." All right, and that was the end of the interaction. I wanted to pull out my samurai sword and just stab myself in the stomach, just to 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 show them what an inconvenience they created for me. You know, uh, and you like, hey, yeah, "Yeah, you guys got to clean up this mess now." Yeah, jokes on you, huh? All right, <laughs> that's so stupid. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the the coronavirus started and it's spreading there i think last time that we checked yesterday it was like 44 cases or something a bunch of people are going in. all right so that's where we are it's scary don't go to china guys don't go to china whether i don't even think you can right now but i recommend not going to china either way i, I went, when i went to china i i got held hostage there there's just a ba- a bunch of bad stuff there you know uh, yeah. First lesson uh in not getting held hostage, don't go to China. First lesson in, in uh preventing coronavirus, don't go to China. My mom and dad went to China uh in January and thank God uh they didn't uh get sick at that time. My mom did uh she she caught some sort of a flu and they they tested her, thank goodness, in Saint Louis and everything was okay. She just she was sick for a little bit, but it wasn't the coronavirus. So we got lucky. And, uh, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, Mom, are you, I don't know if you're still there watching me. I told you uh, you didn't need to watch because I was embarrassed. Uh, I don't know if you're still there secretly watching, though. Uh, I, I'm talking about YouTube Live. I'm broad, broadcasting this on YouTube Live. Who knows if I'll ever post it. But for the people that are staying home on this Saturday night, quarantining themselves from the coronavirus, and they want to see something unique and different, This is for you, my loves. Okay? So, that's where we are. Can can you guys imagine how bad it would suck to be quarantined, though? I mean, there's some people coming back from cruise ships, and they have to literally be, like, isolated for a couple weeks. I can't... I can't imagine that, you know? I can't imagine that. I don't know. I mean, what are you supposed to do if you get horny, you know? All right. Anyway, can you be con- quarantined with people that you, you love, like a, a significant other? I mean, geez. I mean, for the sake of Zeus, right? All right. Uh, I feel like this whole quarantining thing, and it, it's getting to the point where schools are prepared to shut down and do lesson plans o- virtually, like over the, uh, over the internet. And businesses, travel is, is being, you know, different airlines. I feel like it's forcing people to have like to come up with backup plans if they don't already to be able to be productive virtually now i've been i worked from home for several years and i i work from home still so i i'm kind of ahead of the curve on that but i feel like this this might be creating progress in a roundabout sense such that people businesses schools everyone is is forced to kind of figure out how to make it work as best as they can Work out the bugs, no pun intended, to to you know become more and more of a virtual world. So in that way, maybe it is progress. Uh, maybe more people can live the life that Michael Oldroyd lives in his robe all day, uh, raking in the dough, and uh, you know creating humor. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't say I rake in the dough currently, uh, but I am doing what I love. There's a trade-off. Sometimes you do what you love, and you do get to rake in the dough. That's what I'm working on—is shifting revenue streams. It's uh, quite a quite a conundrum, all right. So, if anyone wants to donate money to Droid Entertainment, I still haven't made my Patreon page, but feel free to help fund me. We could call this a crowdfunding deal. You're welcome to donate to to. I know there's a lot better donate. There's a lot better donate. What am I trying? There are a lot of charities out there. This is not a charity. This is a for-profit business. You guys can donate to my for-profit business, but there are a lot of charities out there that need the money more than me, um, that are a great cause. So not to shoot myself in the sternum by saying this, but uh, St. Jude, I love, I love that charity. Sometimes I, I, I donate to Saint Jude when I could use money myself. You know, it's kind of weird. It's kinda of weird, you know? <laughs> what am I doing, huh? New York is expensive, bruh. I could I could retire, you know, in, in a in a uh in a place where uh you can't pursue comedy or I could pursue comedy and, and potentially lose all my money. It's 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 a wonderful uh problem, you know. It's a very uh I could go somewhere and 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 not be productive and retire or I could run out of money in 2 months in New York. So, you yeah, know, yeah, choice is mine, right? <laughs> great stuff, great problems in life, you know, the the conundrums that we all face every day, right? But at least I have my health, health, family, healthy bowel movements. The ability to create humor, those are the things that stand the test of time. Those are the things that matter more than any amount of money. And we're going to talk about the stock market and how it's taken a nice plunge the last couple weeks here in a second. But right now I'm just getting I'm getting loose. I'm flexing my muscles for the viewers on uh, YouTube 360 Live, whatever it is. Uh, I, I I no longer I used to have nice pecs because I I was young and I worked out so much. Now there's no crease between my pecs. It sucks. It's embarrassing. But you know what? I'm 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 confident in who I am as a man, and I will not be defined by uh, by my external vessel. You know, I will not be defined by my physical attributes. I will be defined by the choices I make. According to Dumbledore, that's really what defines us: is the choices we make. Right. Uh, martin luther king had a dream that we would be judged based on the content of our character and how do you define character well it's, it's defined based on the decisions the decisions that we make right so the decision to pursue comedy and potentially lose all my money i'd say that's pretty valiant huh hey uh, is it cool to go around and, and tell people hey, hey, hey i'm pretty valiant guys hey hey how's it going i'm valiant Hey, how you doing? I'm valiant. I'm pursuing comedy. Hey, thanks. Uh, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so what did I want to say? We talked about the cruise ships and us becoming more of a virtual world. Don't let fear win. Fear is the enemy. According to a movie I saw last night, Harriet. Have you guys seen the movie Harriet Tubman? She talked about... Uh, How fear is the enemy. And I actually completely agree with that. There's two ends of the spectrum. Let's get real deep on you guys. Ready? There's fear and love. And Harriet Tubman faced her fears. And that's why she prevailed. And adopted the nickname of Moses. Which is pretty badass, guys. Um, You guys know Harriet Tubman. She's a hero. And uh, the movie was inspiring and it's a i say don't let the fear win because um you got to be educated you know fear can be useful if you let it guide you properly but do not let fear win right do not let fear win uh you better harriet tubman this freaking coronavirus by not being too afraid of it right but be smart be educated Just don't uh, let the... I feel like scammers can, can prey on people's fear. That's what happened to me when I was in China, right? These guys held me hostage and made me pay a bunch of money and they preyed on the fear that was created and the unknown. The unknown can be scary, right? When you're surfing, you don't know what sharks are beneath the water, if there are or aren't, you know? So you create these things in your head oftentimes that make it, you know worse than what actual reality is sharks are actually very afraid they close their eyes when they when they bite something because they're afraid that their eyes are going to get damaged if that ain't the most soft ass bullshit I've ever heard of right one thing when we played football is you don't close your eyes when you hit you you keep those eyes open you don't blink when you make a hit you tackle through that fool you know fear is not a factor bruh. you know so don't close your eyes you freaking wuss that's what I say to the sharks all right Anyway, uh, the point of it all and how it applies to the coronavirus is don't overdo it by going out and wearing black Japanese face masks everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere you go and quarantining yourself into a closet. (laughs) And rather than going out and doing comedy, you decide to do a podcast for the night. (laughs) Don't do what I'm doing is what I'm trying to say here, guys. All right. Anyway, I'm getting hot. This... uh, this apparatus that holds my back up, this gimmick thing, uh, is, is tight on my... It's very taut about my upper axis uh, with my with my robe, and I'm starting to sweat here in this closet. I need to get some ice cubes and cool myself down. Uh, by the way, I don't know what ice cubes do uh, in bed. I, I remember in Billy Madison, uh, he, he talked about ice cubes with Veronica Vaughn. Can somebody please out there tell me what the ice cubes are supposed to do? Uh, in bed with Veronica Vaughn. I don't, I don't understand that whole ice cube thing. Maybe I could Google that, but I'd rather it come from somebody. I like that human interaction, you know? Anyway, let's move on. Uh, they have canceled South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. I saw that. It's a big music festival, so that's unfortunate. It is getting worse. So again, be, be educated, but don't just let your fear run rampant. Educate yourself so you can decipher between what's what's real and what's not and then make appropriate decisions, you know? Yeah. They say uh wash your hands. This podcast is turning into an education, right? Right now. They say wash your hands vigorously and regularly. Okay, use a little bit of antibacterial soap. Okay? Apparently the whole mask thing isn't even supposed to be used, so they're actually recommending not to wear the masks for some reason, but I like the the fashion statement. I like to look like a Caucasian ninja, right? Because you samurai, hey, Tom Cruise was a Caucasian ninja, right? All right, let's move on, guys, huh? What do you say we move on to the next topic because I've been talking about nothing for 16 minutes and I'm I'm liking it. I don't know if you guys are liking it as much as I'm liking doing this right now, but I'm enjoying talking about absolutely nothing. Well, it is something. The coronavirus does matter, but I, think, I don't think you guys uh, needed to hear 16 minutes of me talking about it. Uh, if you got entertainment value from it, then that's what matters. Let's talk about the stock market. All right. So the stock market two the week, two weeks ago. It's always good to enter a new topic by stumbling on your words. And you know, that really draws the listeners in and makes them, you know, focused on what you're talking about, right? The stock market took a plunge two weeks ago. By the way, I'm recording right now. It's Saturday, March 7th, to give you a, a perspective, and this will be released Monday morning, the 9th. So, anyway, two weeks ago, stock market really plunged. A lot of fears, coronavirus, so uh, it was affecting businesses and, and just a ton of stuff. Took a huge downturn, a bear, if you will. Right. Um, this last week, the, the stock market went up a couple of days. It went down a couple of days. It was really volatile, but it kind of stayed the same overall. Like the end of the me- the end of the week was about the same as what it was. Uh, at the very beginning of the week with a lot of volatility in between, much like the relationship I have with my ex-girlfriend Jessica. A very volatile situation there. You know, just constant magma flowing beneath the surface where volcanic uh, lava comes out randomly for no reason at times and then settles and is cool, cools off and then that's, that's how mountains and islands get, get formed. So I, I mean, me and my ex-girlfriend, Jessica, just we're, we're creating islands and mountains, you know, that's what we're doing. That's what the stock market is doing right now. A lot of people can uh, make money off of that. You know, a lot of people can, uh, if you're, if you have the wherewithal financially, big words, if you have enough poker chips in the in the game or, or that you're holding on to that aren't invested yet, people will use opportunities when the market goes down to buy in so that when it goes back up, that's how you reap the gains. The problem is a lot of people don't have a ton of extra cash, so when the market goes down and they need immediate funds, they, have, they, they sell out of fear that they're going to lose all their money and then... And they end up getting screwed over. Um, so that's that's how you let fear win. Basically, do not let fear win. Hold on. Uh, I, I've lost thousands of dollars in the week, and I didn't even blink an eye uh, that first that first week. And uh, I, I just let my financial advisor do what he does. You know, hey, okay, cool, cool. I don't care. You know, I trust you. <laughs> I'm invested for the long term, guys. The fear is not a factor for me. You know. It doesn't mean that I don't have any fears, but I have very little fear. Uh, I've faced most of them. Gone skydiving, surfing with the sharks, you know? Uh, Running around on the football field getting the shit knocked out of me. I think I have CTE, but you know what? I don't regret it. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about this next thing. Interest rates were dropped. The federal government decided uh, this week that they were going to drop the interest rates by half a percent. So for those of you that want to go buy a house and you have the money, hey, you got a little little extra deal there going on. Hey. Didn't really do much. The the stock market continued to drop after they lowered the interest rate. Uh, so, whatever, you know. Uh, all that does is uh it's good for buying stuff, but it's uh bad if you have a lot of money invested in bonds or if you like to lend money. Uh stuff, you know. Interest rates there's there's always two sides to the story right so oh, what i mean by that is uh again uh like like i have money that's liquid right now so i have it in um savings accounts where i want the interest rate to be as high as possible right so it's all it's all how you're moving stuff around and whatnot uh, where you're moving your money to what's what what the what the deal is i don't know i yeah, i don't want to have to explain it. it's, 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 it's I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Is anyone still watching or listening? I don't. <laughs> is anybody actually still tuned in? All right. <laughs> we we got about two more hours of this shit. All right. No. Uh, what I can tell you is I'm I'm having a fun. So again, let's let's talk about this. Uh, if you have money, either now is the time to invest while the market's down, or don't because we might not be at the bottom yet it's like an anchor right you want to you want to you want to buy when that anchor hits the the bottom of the ocean when you got a boat uh, but you don't know when it's the bottom that's the scary thing because you don't know if you buy in now is the market gonna drop more you never really know you know you know I mean because if you buy now uh, you don't know if it's gonna keep going I think I just said that CTE all right um, no if you don't if you don't buy now if you do if you do buy some stocks now, what what happens if uh, the Corona outbreak hits another? It just doubles every every couple days. You know, what if it continues to go on? Uh, the markets, everything's going to be affected by it. So, you know, where do you let that practicality measure? Uh, where does that? Where where is the intersection point between what's practical versus what? the fear slash love Venn diagram you know you gotta do some charts here is what I'm trying to say, huh <laughs> you gotta create a couple charts here and make some yeah you know, some some uh yeah 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 uh what do they call it um critical cri- uh analytical thinking you gotta apply uh what do they call it um shit, I can't even think of the word for thinking they use it um in the in college it's a term for. Like deep thinking, uh, I, I can't even do it anymore. I'm too lazy. All right, let's talk about let's talk about this, guys. TikTok girl, there's a girl on TikTok right now. She's in college and she's got a bunch of followers because she's uh, she does the stock market while she's in class. Have you guys heard of this chick? Uh, I actually had an in- interaction with her. We we had some DMing going back and forth on TikTok uh people were making fun of her saying she has no idea what she's talking about people are anyone that uh you know listens to her advice is going to get in trouble you know she's spewing out stuff that she's not educated on what's her name it's Taylor Price she has 58,000 followers on TikTok now and she's giving out all these lessons about how to make all this passive income and she basically Sits around in a robe all day, and makes these TikTok videos about <laughs> the stock market, and she's cute too. So that's that's intriguing. Uh, you, you, this is how it's her and I are, are different in the way that don't be an idiot, guys. All right, is it, educate yourself. I, I don't I haven't looked at her stuff enough enough to know. Her her handle is at price less tay so priceless tay at priceless tay because her name's taylor uh maybe her fundamentals work i don't know how much she does or doesn't know but some of the videos that she initially posted that people were making fun of just showed how much she didn't know at the time but maybe she's really studied and and put a lot of work into this so i don't know um followers on tiktok isn't that what it's about huh tiktok You know, if you're on TikTok and you got some followers in 2020, you know, if you're really doing well in 2020, you know, that's what it's all about in 2020 is your TikTok following. I got 25 followers, nobody cares. You know, (laughs) nobody cares about my TikTok. Feel free to follow me, no big deal. It's at the droid. You know. (laughs) Um. So that's that. Just uh, educate yourself. Don't. Nothing is too good to be true. Or a lot of most things. There's no easy way to get anywhere. Uh you're going to have to you're going to have to study, you're going to have to take risks, uh learn from your mistakes no matter what it is that you do. There's no easy way. And TikTok is not the easy way. Um So that's that. That's what I say. Yeah. So uh anyway, what else is going on in the world this is my going on in the world segment so let's keep it going we got bloomberg and biden teaming up teaming up now did you guys watch any of the political debates yeah i i watched a little bit i saw mike bloomberg being teamed up on people attacking him right for his stop and frisk for his nda agreements that he has had with multiple women i mean they really got to the crux there huh they really attacked him and uh is it Elizabeth Warren that was saying, are you going to release some of these women that were on the other side of the NDA uh, and let them speak freely at this time uh, to have complete transparency? That's uh, it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. What I will say is... Um, Maybe those NDAs were protect- protecting both parties. You never know. It's not as simple as that, Elizabeth Warren. I'm not stick- If there was some bad behavior taking place, I absolutely can it con- I condemn that? Uh, I don't condone, I think condone is when you support. I don't condone um, taking advantage of people or, or anything like that. What I will say is it's not as simple. An NDA is a two-party agreement where there's a quid pro quo. And when someone does sign that um it it protects both parties involved so uh it is a two party agreement one party can't can't decide to uh you know to end that agreement so elizabeth Warren nice earlobes is what I'm trying to say you know no she's she's a fighter i I don't know much about her I don't know much about any of these candidates to be honest uh all I know is that elizabeth warren is is a fighter. She's got uh, she's got some big earlobes. I'm surprised Trump doesn't call her Dumbo because he's a bully and a, and a jerk, and he's got a nickname for everybody. Uh, and Pete Buttigieg, huh? Oh, that guy's uh, he, he seems like the sharpest tack in the room because he's the youngest. Uh, but his teeth, his top teeth are a different color than his bottom teeth. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. That's I don't like that. You know, it means that he's uh, trying too hard to. Uh, focus on the external image there. You missed a spot there. And by spot I mean your entire bottom teeth. Uh Pete Buttigieg, but he dropped out. So Mike Bloomberg uh dropped down. He's supporting Biden now. Biden uh everybody's uncle at Thanksgiving, right? The the uncle that that doesn't know what he's talking about and he's kind of silly and crazy. Kind of like myself, you know? <laughs> like the the uncle that had CTE from high school football, maybe even a little college if he was lucky. And, uh, you know, says these off-color jokes, and everyone just kind of laughs to to appease him and not be rude. But but he's uh, off in his own universe, you know? <laughs> uh, maybe Biden should start a podcast called the Joe Biden Comedy Podcast. I don't know. I'm not trying to compare myself to him. I don't know anything about the guy other than he seems like a putz, you know? Um, they all do. all the politicians out here I've never heard so much self-promotion I watched the debate, I wanted to gag I was you know, I was about to throw up listening to to everyone talk about how good they are and what they've done is that what the world is coming to, guys? jeez, Trump has started a trend that everyone is jumping onto they're jumping on the bandwagon of self-promotion it's it's um it's bad, you know bad. Uh, there was a, there was some tweets going back and forth between Trump and Mike Bloomberg after Bloomberg dropped out. I guess uh, uh, Mike uh, used a Star Wars gif about, you know, they were fighting you know, like uh, a Jedi fighting the Sith. I think that was kind of the point he was trying to convey. Uh, he was... Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, Darth Vader, he used one of those gifs, right? which I like. I like that it's symbolic whatever. I get it. I get what you're doing and Trump responded back with another gif where Mike was holding a this is only this this topic is not a joke, but what I'm about to say is only for the the Star Wars nerds like myself. I've become one. I was a jock and a geek, guys. I'm a double whammy is what I like to call it. Uh this is the thing is Trump responded back with a gif where Mike was holding a green lightsaber. Now, let me explain something to you. What what Trump is doing there, whether he realizes it or not, is he's admitting to be the Sith. He's admitting to be uh, on the dark side because um, you're not going to... Jedis have... Uh, the lighter the color, like the, the yellows, the greens, the blues, those are all the the light in in uh star wars but the dark side is when the the colors start shifting to the purples and the reds right when it, when it's those darker colors the purples the violets and the reds the red is the the, the furthest on the dark side it's a spectrum uh, of colors right so uh trump didn't realize but he's admitting to being on the dark side with with his response so I don't know if you believe in symbolism or if you think it's just a bunk- bunch of hogwash, and you think it's BS and you think, Mike, wow, you've really thought about this. I didn't think about it much, to be honest. I just, I just, it's a fact that I know, you know? So what I'm trying to say is watch out for Trump. Be careful. I don't know for sure, but the dude, the dude just, uh, way well, he talks to people, you know? Way he talks to people really makes me nervous. It shows lack of respect for for human beings and and, and life. That's what makes me nervous. Policy aside, I don't know anything about policy. But uh, has nothing to do with fake news, has nothing to do with anything. You know, I'm not a liberal. I'm not a Democrat. I'm off the grid. Uh, I believe in freedom. That's my politics. And my, my religion is love. Yeah, I'm off the grid with religion. I'm off the grid with. Uh, politics, I'm in a category of my own. Right? I'm just the, the phantom behind the opera, the opera, and I just uh I see the whole spectrum, you know. I see the whole spectrum. And I don't like people that don't respect other people. So anyway, let's move on before you guys get bored. You know, that's not what this is about. Let's let's spice it up and go thin th you know, so that we can kinda keep a little 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 something creative, you know, get the volume levels, you know, you know, you know, get your eardrums stimulated. <laughs> You know, let's get those eardrums stimulated, guys, just so that you're still engaged here. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, scary stuff, guys. Not really. I don't know why I call it scary. Whatever. It is what it is. I'm, I'm isolated here, in my closet who gives a shiest, you know? Um... What did I want to say? State. Uh, so I haven't done a, a worldly update in a couple of weeks, but just so you know, the state of the union happened a few weeks ago and Trump got acquitted uh, of the charges for being impeached. So he's not going to be impeached, as you guys probably already know, because it's old news. But I do want to say one last thing about Trump before I go, even though it's terrible to talk about politics or religion. and I, I seem to just zone in on those the older I get, even though I'm not. I don't. I don't give a shit. You know, I, I. I'm off. I'm off the grid. You know. I mean, <laughs> the last thing I did want to say though is, when it comes to the whole disrespecting people, did you did you see his uh, rally in Colorado, where he was talking about the Oscars and Brad Pitt a few weeks ago? He was actually hating. So so uh, the film that got Best Picture is Parasite. It's a foreign film. It was made in South Korea. I've seen it. And I thought it was interesting. Uh, first half of the movie was, uh, like a comedy. I, I was laughing the whole time. And then the second half turned into this, like, dark, like, drama. Uh, so I didn't like how it switched. That was my only comment on the movie, is that I think they should have just picked one. But it kind of, like, flipped halfway through. It was like, what, what, what is the Why are we flipping genres here? Um,. I like consistency, I guess you could say. But Trump was just... He was hating on the Oscars. He was like... He wasn't hating on the Oscars specifically. I think he was just hating on the fact that we allowed a a foreign film to become Best Picture. And he was like, well, what are you talking about? He was hating on Parasite and and everybody. The the, the fact that they got Best Picture because it's not an American-made film. Uh, He was saying that they should have won Best Foreign Film, right? Which, uh... Well, hey, they made a great film, you know. They made a better film apparently than other whoever the judges are, you know, the, whatever. So get over it, Trump. Whatever, you know. It is what it is, right? Uh, but he was hating on Brad Pitt because Brad Pitt spoke out against Trump in his in his speech. Uh, this goes back to the impeachment thing, cause it was a couple weeks ago, I guess. Pitt, a Missouri boy. Uh, used his his platform and and his opportunity to speak uh to kind of give subliminal. He didn't directly call it out, but it did, it did. It was a political speech because he was talking about how he had forty five seconds to do to to accept his award, and uh and he's like, that's forty five more seconds than John Bolton got, right? John Bolton is the dude who had some like a book coming out and all this stuff, ed- evidence and. All this stuff. if he would have testified it could have changed the outcome of the impeachment trial and all this stuff and they 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 shut John Bolton up basically you know they didn't let him they didn't let him testify and all this stuff so Brad Pitt was was saying that that's wrong that that we didn't let him speak right he's basically saying he doesn't like Trump. And so Trump, of course, fires back. It's like, oh, Brad Pitt, yeah, he's a wise guy. <laughs> what a wise guy. Yeah, I never liked his movies. It's like he'll just throw anybody under the bus immediately as soon as they say anything negative about him, which is the sign of a real winner, guys. You know, somebody that uh, can't take uh, any shots at their ego, right? Always a good sign of a good world leader when, when their ego is a like a a piece of glass that will shatter uh at the slightest jars right so it is what it is that's where we are that's that's our president guys just a an egomaniac is what i would call an ego an egomaniac so did you you guys been paying attention to the xfl anybody have a boner over the xfl because uh i do it's not, it's not the NFL, but it's something, right? And I have been getting back in shape. So as you guys know, back in December, I rolled my ankle and I had to take eight weeks off. And I've the last couple of weeks, I've started getting strong again. Can't see it in my pecs right now, for those of you who are watching. But believe it or not, my pecs looked worse a few weeks ago, which is actually disturbing and, and sad. And I'm embarrassed to admit it, but it's the truth pecs are starting to get stronger. You know when I was younger I used to be able to hold a pencil between my pecs. That's how strong and big and robust my pectoralis majors were. I could flex and hold a pencil between my tits. So uh, now the only way for me to do that is if I got breast implants and uh, not planning on doing that. Just trying to get strong again and we'll see what happens. Um, I think uh, by the time I am in any type of shape, shape this this season will be over for the xfl but who knows maybe uh maybe i can give another stab at the giants huh hey i don't know i'm getting older guys i'm 33 now the year that uh, jesus was when he uh yeah jesus was uh 33 when he passed away so uh i i don't know uh, why i just said that i don't have any connection to that uh i hope that uh I hope him and I don't share the same fate in, in that way. I don't want to get the coronavirus, and, and <laughs> that'd be, that'd be uh, yeah, that'd be unfortunate, you know. <clears throat> anyway, I'd rather be like Jesus in other ways, not uh, just uh, have the, the, the overlap of our Venn diagram be that we happen to die in the same year. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate. I, I'm enjoying life, um, so anyway, let's let's move on. What a weird, what a weird little ditty that was. All right, Ricky Prohl's son plays in in the XFL, so that's pretty cool. St. Louis has got a team. I, I watched the game between New York and St. Louis, and they were playing in the the Dome, bruh. They were playing in the Dome. Got some history there. Got to see, uh, you know, my old stomping grounds. I, I used to watch Rams games there. When we went to the state championship in high school, we played in the Dome. That was my first time uh, in there, and then. Uh, got to dress out for a a game uh, when I was at Mizzou between Mizzou and the finding Illini back when we used to play them that was Jeremy Macklin's breakout game back in 2007 Uh, back when my butt was three times bigger than it is now and I could hold a pencil between my tits so it was cool to see that St. Louis uh, seems to be uh, enjoying that team I like that St. Louis has a football team now it's a pro football team you putzes so that's pretty cool and uh, that's that. Last worldly update that I wanted to give out to you before I move on to the comedy world is that somebody retur- somebody recently returned poop on Amazon. If I'm not mistaken, it was somebody who bought diapers, uh, used the diapers, and then returned them to, <laughs> to Amazon after the – I don't know if it was a joke or or what, but you guys might want to Google that one because that is a doozy. I mean, gah. If they got their money back, I'm jealous. I'd like to do the same. Uh, I'd like to return that. I'd like to do the same stunt if they got their money back. But anyway, what's going on in the comedy world? Where I, talk, I already talked about the Oscars, and yes, it is old news, but um, some of the movies that I've seen and I'll quickly comment on are The Joker. Uh, obviously, I saw Parasite, right? Uh, I mentioned that already. Mr. Rogers. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood and Harriet. So, quickly, I do have to say, oh, and I, I want to just quickly well, The Joker, we've already talked about that in a previous podcast. Uh, Dark Flick, very interesting. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second because I, I, I enjoyed his speech. Uh, but Mr. Rogers, very inspirational. Tom Hanks played this role, loved the movie. I felt uplifted afterwards, I felt warm. Um, I felt excited, you know, it made me attracted to Mr. Rogers as a person, asexually, which means non-sexual for those of you who don't know what asexual is, uh, but I was asexually attracted to Mr. Rogers after watching the movie. Um, that's what, that's what it's about is, is seeing the best in everybody, giving love, doing the best you can, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a tearjerker, um... What else? Once upon a time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt, Leo de Decap. Leo de Caperdank. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Brad Pitt got the, the Oscar for best supporting. I, I thought it was very humble of him to say that he'll ride Leo's coattails any day. That was a very humble thing to say and a big compliment to Leo. Uh, so I liked that. Um, it was cool to see Brad Pitt cry when he accepted the, the speech. You know, it showed that he really gave a shit. And he talked about his roots and how his parents took him to the drive in movies and how it all started back in Missouri. And uh, he was a Mizzou boy, you know, went to. He was in a frat at Mizzou and uh, he performed at uh, Jesse Hall during uh, homecoming, just like yours truly. And uh, by golly, Brad Pitt was a. He was a, a fellow that people appreciated. You know, he was a, he was a popular kid back in Cali. So, and by Cali, I mean college, not Cali. Uh, So, yeah, it's cool to see Brad Pitt uh, take one home there. I thought it was an interesting movie. I mean, I didn't... Margot Robbie was in it, tearing it up, looking beautiful. She's not my type, though, to be honest. I mean, if she was hitting on me, I would absolutely say yes. Uh, I'd like to mix it up with her, but... um... I don't know. There's other actresses that I've had bigger crushes on in the past. Kate Beckinsale. Um, you know, I liked a lot uh, Marissa Tomei at one point. I really liked her a lot. Um, who's uh, Penelope Cruz, right? I-, I liked her when I was younger a lot. Whatever. Who cares? Um, my mom thinks I'm going to end up marrying a brunette. Well, she also thinks I'm going to marry Taylor Swift, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, what else though, guys? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix got the Joker. His speech was awesome. It was the most interesting to me. It made me laugh. Uh, but it was also deep. And I thought he hit the nail on the head. Uh, he wasn't trying to pose. One thing I don't like is when people care so much about their image that you don't know if they're saying what they really think or not. And and I, I want to always promise to myself and to all of you to, to keep it real. Uh, that's... I know it's easier said than done, or it's yes, it is easier said than done. There, a lot of these people have different pressures on them, but I guess people people like people that just keep it real, right? They, they it's 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 attractive because you're you're not. You're not letting external pressures get in the way of your true voice. <clears throat> and Joaquin Phoenix really, he said two things that really stuck with me. And I don't, really, really, I don't remember most of the other speeches. But other than that, that the parasite guy kept on saying, I'm going to drink. That was funny. He kept on accepting the award and saying he's got to get drunk. So that was funny, funny and humble. But anyway, Joaquin uh, was talking about how we take the milk from... Cows—that's uh, intended for the calf—and we take the the cows away from their babies, even though we can hear them screaming in agony and, and all this stuff. And we take that milk that's intended for the calf and we put it in our cereal and our milk and all this stuff. That's just a funny uh, thing to to say of all the things he could say. But he was making a deeper point. He was using, at first, it was like, "What? Well, where is this coming from?" But he was making a much bigger. He was using that as an example to make a much bigger point, which which really. Was that he thinks that humans care too much about conquering things and and owning things that aren't theirs to own, um, when we should be focused on love and let love be the guiding principle. And when we let love be what guides us, we can we can come up with some really miraculous things as a as a group, you know. And and he I never heard him talk about his brother River Phoenix before but he 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 used a quote that his brother said to summarize that entire thing. It was really beautiful, it was touching. And you know, it really came from the heart. So um he definitely did a, a best actor um you know, he 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 was definitely deserving of the best actor for the Joker and then his speech was also Deserving of the best speech of the night in my opinion. And then there was this YouTube video that came out where the next day after the whole thing he actually went and met these guys that like met with this company I guess that slaughters cows and and uses them for their milk and he saved a cow. He saved uh, I think a a cow in in one of the calves of of that cow and rescued it and uh, it was meaningful. It was kind of cool. It was really cool to watch him practice what he preached. You know, right? A lot of people will say stuff because they think it sounds good, but then they'll just kind of like move on, uh, you know, because they want to look cool. But Joaquin followed through with it. And the very next day, after winning as big of an award as you can get, he's out there practicing what he's preaching. So, Joaquin, Raphael, Phoenix, living up to the great name of Raphael, they're my favorite Ninja Turtle, even though I'm Michelangelo. Loved it, man. Just want to see you whip out those size 1 time, bro. Just whip out those sighs, you know. Put on that that red bandana and show us who you really are, bro. All right? Um nobody plays a better, a better villain than Joaquin Phoenix. Now, two movies where he's really done that. The Joker and then uh obviously my my favorite movie of all, Gladiator. So <clears throat> Uh anyway, what do we got? Uh Hey, my mom watched The Joker. I didn't want to fully recommend it because it's such a dark movie, but she watched it, and I was nervous because, uh, you know, there's a couple parallels between this version of The Joker and myself. Like, he's an aspiring comedian, um, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not getting a ton of traction. It is what it is, and uh, he's performed at Dangerfields, and uh, I've also performed at Dangerfields at... Uh, Luckily, I've never bombed the way he did at Dangerfields, and I don't have a problem laughing uncontrollably. Ah, you know what? Every once in a while, uh, when, when do you guys ever do this? When um, when when something happens that you know you're not like now would be the worst time to laugh. Do you get the urge to laugh? Because <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes I get like like if someone tells me something like that I know like wow if I laughed right now this would be like the most rude and disrespectful thing I could possibly do like there's this weird trigger in my mind there. That... <laughs> all right let's move on anyway yeah I'm not the joker <clears throat> um I uh you know but but it is a, it is a, it is good to see that spectrum you know the difference between him and in the batman Uh, Speaking of the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, another person who's done an amazing job with that character was Heath Ledger. And one of my friends today posted a quote that I loved by Heath Ledger. Uh, It was Drew Schaffring, uh, older brother of my uh, great friend Tyler Schaffring. Shout out to you, Tyler. This is my way of finding out if you're actually listening to my podcast. Because if you you aren't, you're never going to say anything about this. But if you are by golly that means that you're listening and I love you for it by Zeus gah that barks for you anyway Drew said everyone and this is a quote from um, I found this uh, uh, this is a quote from Heath Ledger it says everyone you meet always asks if you have a career are you married or do you own a house as if life is some kind of a grocery list but no one ever asks you if you're happy so I think that that's a great thing to remind us all which is uh don't be worried about this grocery list, you fricking putzes. Worry about doing what makes you happy. You have one life to live, unless we get reincarnated like they do in that show, Altered Carbon. I don't know if you guys have checked out on Netflix, but I binged it all in one day because I, you know, I'm a full-time comedian, which means I have some time to watch stuff like that and uh, fill my brain with nonsense. I will say it was stimulating, though. So, Altered Carbon. It's about a how they figured out a way in the future to extract the soul and put it in any body over time because it's like a little, like a little chip, you know, like in the matrix where your soul is like in this little chip and you can just plug it in like a, like a flash drive into, to a different body, uh, which essentially means that you never die. Right. So, um, you only live one life unless. Somehow technology catches up to altered carbon. Uh, Anyway, I haven't seen 1917 yet. I want to see. I haven't seen Ford vs. Ferrari. Want to see that? Harriet Tubman, awesome movie, inspiring. Reminded me of um, the Mr. Rogers movie in the way that it was about two people that were vigilant in their own ways and heroes. uh, um, You know, in my opinion. Shout out to Harriet. We just finished Black History Month, but. Um, I think that that was a good way for me to to cap off that month and um, have a, a couple of minutes to to think deeply about um, the good that she had created. Uh, it's it's an inspiration that can be applied to uh, always pushing forward with progress. There's always room to grow as as a people in a different categories, not just race, you know. Um, but always pushing forward to, to do what you believe is right regardless of that fear of of consequences right i um at one point i think she said in the movie she had the choice between uh liberty or uh liberty or life i forget which one it was but she wasn't she was willing to to die in order to have liberty you know and uh just um just an amazing woman so have you guys seen any other shows? Speaking of uh, all this TV stuff, uh, The New Pope, I've been watching that. Hunters, I watched that entire thing about, uh, you know, world after World War II, like a few decades after here in New York, There was, they made this show up about these Nazi hunters, right, in a world where Nazis still existed and they were going around hunting them and all this stuff. It's kind of superhero-like, you know, speaking of heroes, but... The hero doesn't kill, though, right? So there's there's kind of a weird fine line there between um, between all that, uh, killing, revenge, things like that. So interesting show, Al Pacino, Alfred James Pacino, uh, really pulled us in right there. I uh, it was I was captivated. You know these shows won't let you stop once you start. It's really it's real it's not very nice of these Hollywood writers to 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 leave everything as a cliffhanger. It makes you it makes you you can't like go on with your life without watching the rest of them. So I don't know why I, I start new shows knowing that I won't be able to stop, you know. You watch one episode, it's it's just the tip. You you can't stop once once you do it, you know. Once you once you start, you can't stop. So why start right um but uh what else is going on morgan freeman is now in season three of the story of god that's the one i really want to check out uh i've been meaning to check that out and speaking of that michelangelo's birthday was yesterday he would have been 545 years old maybe i'm michelangelo returned uh you know in uh from from the show altered carbon maybe his uh his soul was just reimplanted into my body. <laughs> Michelangelo droid, you know, hey. Anyway, um, no, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, hey, oh. So happy birthday to Michelangelo, the divine craftsman. Uh, what a great uh, bunch of artwork that guy did in his days. Solid goatee as well. Shout out. All right, let's move on. so so many options to watch on Netflix these days and all the the streaming apps, too many options, right? There's too much to choose from. got sensory overload, guys. how do you choose? It's like the cheesecake factory. you see that menu when you go there you just want to like it's too much to absorb, you know it's like you when you have so many options, you just look at the waiter and' you're like, hey, you get any recommendations? Yeah, you tell me what you tell me what I should get, you yeah? <laughs> know I don't know what they get. That's what happens when you have too many options. You can't decide. You're just like, you tell me, okay? <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, speaking of all these TV shows, I've been moving forward with my acting career. Uh, the Midwest Sketch Bandits just released a new sketch today. It was a sketch, like, kind of like a Bruno-type character, a new character that I played in this. Silly. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoy it. Um, we got another one coming out soon. We've been writing, we've got a bunch of stuff uh in the chamber that we're ready to film. Uh so that's been going well. Our IMDB pages updated, my IMDB page is updated, humble brag, right? Not to pull a Donald Trump and brag about myself, but you know I you know I do that sometimes. I, I'm aware that sometimes I'm a little egotistical and narcissistic or or come off to be that way from time to time and I apologize for that to myself and to you guys um... but I also do care about people I do care about people Um, and uh, I'm willing to um, I'm willing to be notified anytime that I have room to grow on that Uh, if I've ever wronged you or been disrespectful I'd like to address that and rectify that and and talk about it Um, you know, I can't claim to be perfect. So that's, that's the difference between me and the, and a, and a Donald Trump is, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to address this and make it better. Um, I, I think it's disrespectful if someone feels wrong to just say it for the first time 10 years from now when I'm famous, rather than telling me now, you know, let, let's talk about it now. I'd love to, to get stuff on the table and work it out, you know? And, uh, maybe we'll have some intercourse afterwards no pressure you know i mean maybe that's what will make you feel better i don't know um so just let me know let's let's figure this out let's get let's get to the bottom of it <laughs> what else is going on uh, i've been i got a, some agents that i've been talking to that i'm working with here commercial uh you know modeling whatever you know not big deal just a little modeling action you know this vessel's pretty whatever yeah, yeah. But yeah, the uh, the whole acting thing is uh, I'm getting traction. This Midwest sketch bandit stuff has been really helping out, and the headshots that I took uh, with my old roommate, well, with my with uh, whatever, you know, it's been uh, it's been a positive thing. So, been getting traction, going on a couple auditions through these agents uh, lately. I haven't landed anything big. But uh, I did audition for uh, an LG commercial recently, which is pretty cool, uh, which would have been a good pay. I don't know if they've made their decision or not, but um, I didn't feel great about the audition itself. Uh, But I guess anything's possible. They could still choose me, uh, and that'd be awesome. So that's going on. Um what else we got our next film with the Midwest Sketch Bandits is coming out. We we did some guerrilla style filming there. We went into Target and we started filming and uh you know they started to kick us out and we had to get the footage before they they kicked us out of the store. So that was pretty exciting. And uh standups going just fine, you know, got on stage a handful of times this week. Had a good uh couple sets uh you know and Wednesday uh, was a good night for comedy as well. Uh, the night that I went out with my, with my black mask, uh, filming stuff on the Black Magic camera. Uh, that's the camera that we use for our sketches. Uh, what else? Um, thinking about going back to St. Louis for a bachelor party at, in late April. So if you live in St. Louis, um, I'm thinking about putting on a, a big show there, uh, for the first time. I did one in Kansas City a few years, um, uh, Back in 2014, before I moved to New York, so I'm thinking about putting one on in St. Louis at the end of next month. Waiting for some confirmation on the venue, um, but that'd be a lot of that'd be a lot of fun for for me and for my friends. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. I think it'd probably be like uh, April 24th, Friday night, uh, in St. Louis. So mark your calendars now as tentative for that, if you don't mind, and uh, maybe we can, you know give each other a kiss All right. so that's really um, all that's going on in the comedy world uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Saturday Night Live lately, I haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, I saw Pete Davidson's got a new comedy special on Netflix um, but yeah I mean not a ton oh um, <sighs> comedy speaking of comedy specials what's his name, shit I'm, I'm, I'm having a brain fart right now. There's um, a guy who had a, a comedy special come out uh, recently. Uh, I'll come back to that. Anyway, um, Kyle Ayers, by the way. I don't know if you guys know Kyle, my friend Kyle. He was on uh, episode 30-something with me here. Uh, we started uh, in college doing stand-up. You know, We went to school together, and he was on Conan recently. He had his national debut like a month or two ago and I've been meaning to mention that and give him a congratulations feel free to go back and listen to our podcast together and hear our story but it was exciting to see him perform on Conan Uh, It was exciting to see one of our friends in the crowd and uh, he's a good guy you know he deserves success and uh, I was really happy to to see him get that opportunity Um, he's good friends with Austin Huff as well they did comedy wars together at Mizzou and um, you know, check him out, support him. He's uh, He's got a different style than I do, and that was one of the cool things about our, our movement in Columbia when we were in school there, is uh, we brought different things to the table. You know, I was kind of the, the jock humorist, but not an asshole, hopefully. I mean, if people thought that, please let me know, I'd like to rectify it. Uh, and uh, and he was very intelligent and witty, and uh, he was good at improv. Uh, you know yeah, he 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 brings a, a different type of stand up uh, than the traditional piece as you guys will see if you watch Conan he 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 introduced a, a like kind of like a, a thing at the end there that was a little bit different than your traditional stand up so I'm happy for him and it's great to see him and Ryan Beck uh both have their national debuts before me congratulations guys uh so good stuff there you know it's good to see Mizzou uh doing big things you know uh what else is going i think i'll finish by talking about what's going on in my world and then we'll call it a day i think we're just we're getting real close to the end here my world is the last part of the podcast and i save it for the end intentionally so that those of you that um don't know me don't think why is this guy talking about himself the whole time and those of you that do know me and are interested and we haven't had a chance to catch up on the phone lately you're probably like hey I'm I'm glad to get Mike's uh, catch up here you know I'm glad to hear about what's going on in Mike's life and really just sync up like it's some sort of an Apple phone getting a new update you know this is our opportunity to, to share a, a couple things uh, I talked a little bit about most of my comedy stuff but what else is going on in my world um, 23andMe right I told you guys I think today at that DNA t- test that went back um, sent it in that was one of my birthday presents so now Uh, My parents had originally done Ancestry.com, I guess, or whatever it is, a few years ago, which is why I've known for a while uh, uh, at least one test results version of my DNA, but now 23andMe is a different one. It's more comprehensive. And uh, for Christmas and my dad's birthday combined, me and my parents have all done 23andMe now. So I know a lot of where I'm from. I know that I'm .02-ish percent African, uh, sub-Saharan African, which is real African, baby. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you know, I'm mostly European, 75%, and then uh, Asian-ish, you know, Filipino, aka, blah, blah, blah. Some Native American in there that I didn't know before, so I'm excited about that because I love Native Americans. Uh, that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> but I I feel like um, I want that. I want uh, to be connected to the Native American, um, DNA, culture, spiritually, like, they, they respect the world, you know, they respected the world, and they were robbed, right, and I want to be connected to the world, I want to be connected to everybody, you know, and uh, a lot of people from Africa were robbed, obviously, as well, you know, tying back to Black History Month, and, um, the jewish people were robbed people people uh, have been robbed for centuries as long as this world has uh, gone on which is terrible and i want to make sure that i'm connected to everyone you know and um so that i so that i can say so that i can truly say we when i'm fighting for what's right and know that i'm 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 one with that with with uh, with all of us you know I like I like being um very diverse with my with my DNA and it also gives me the opportunity to make fun of everybody. If I'm just up there, you know, as this this white guy, it's like who is this guy making fun of everybody this, you know? But I'm not I'm not just a white dude. So I like I like that I'm not I I'm, I'm very excited. I was excited to know that I'm part black baby, you know. That's right. That's right, son. So anyway, uh i went to the museum of natural history this week i checked it out speaking of they have like a whole um cultural section of uh like the different neanderthals and all this stuff i actually didn't go i i'm gonna go back because you could get in for almost free uh but i did check out the stuff about the solar system i thought that was really interesting so i educated myself on uh I don't think we do that enough as as adults. You know, you do it when you're a kid. You go on field trips. You learn about this stuff because it's mandatory. But then you forget about syncing up on some of these things. You know, like I haven't looked at any new data on black holes in the last five years. Or, you know, I mean, they've really—it was crazy to see how they've mapped out the universe so much more than I realized. I mean, I knew that the the Milky Way galaxy that we're part of the Milky Way galaxy, and that there's other galaxies out there. But they actually have not just mapped out the Milky Way galaxy and the stars and the solar systems within it, but they've they've mapped out a a bunch of the universe, which is crazy, crazy. And they've they've learned so much more about black holes. And I I watched how they even find a black hole, right? Because a black hole is obviously not going to show up, you know, in, in, in a telescope. It's not like something that just shows up and says, "Hey, I'm a black hole," right? It, it comes from it causes light to bend so they they, they like compare slides of different pictures and and see how the stars show up in like little different positions and then they can like do these calculations to to cross reference the same star in the different positions on different from different angles or, or at different periods of time to show that the light had bent so they can like they can actually do calculations based on how far that star is away and how much the light positioning changed to decide how big this black hole is and what it is and all these things. So it's really interesting to hear about, you know, the life cycles of stars. And in a way, it's like stars are people. You know, when they call, like, people in Hollywood stars, I can see why they do that, because it's like a star shines brightly and it's in a world of its own, you know? Um, so... It's kind of cool you know you know when you're a kid and they say hey, looking up that stars that's grandma up there you know or something like that it's kind of a, a cute way to it's a cute comparison you know like a shining light so i don't know whatever uh not whatever i mean it's cool it is cool i like it i, I think uh i think stars are, are are cool stars are cool makes my chili hot uh, that, that reference is from my man, Caleb Hedley. Caleb Medley, we always talk about um, keeping the chili hot. It's a Mizzou football thing. So That one's for you. Nobody else knows what I'm talking about right now, Caleb. I hope that makes you chili hot if you're listening. Um, so, yeah, uh, other than that, I, I really don't have a ton. You know, Jessica, we're still living together. We're uh, dealing with uh, the ups and the downs of our volatile relationship. It's just like the stock market. Uh, she hates me one day she loves me the next it's a really interesting thing it's a electron nucleus deal we're not in a relationship uh however you know if i talk to another girl she'll flip out so it's it's an interesting deal you know <laughs> uh sometime we'll have to talk about this guy jacob Appel. uh yeah i talked about it before jacob appell the the uh, guy on netflix that uh it's interested in Jessica, you know, and uh, I don't have any big updates for you, but I do know that the three of us want to hang out. So, anyway, I'm gonna let her. I'm gonna let you go. I can hear her talking now. I think she's on the phone with somebody. Who knows what the heaven she's doing? But whoever has been on this uh, this podcast for the last hour and 14 minutes on my YouTube live, I got one person who's tuned in. I just want to thank you. And I, every time I do this podcast, there's one person who's tuned in. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's like a mystery you know what I mean there's one person silently watching there's no uh, there's no message like hey how's it going <laughs> you know it's just one person silently watching but I'm sure uh, whoever that is is awesome um, and I appreciate the support I really do I love that I love you I love everyone you know um, so I, I think I- 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 if I had to take a guess I'm gonna guess it's my brother though that that would be my most... If I had to take a, a wild guess, I would say it might be my bro. ya. Jonathan. If that's you, I love you. And if it's not you, I love you. You know? But, um... Yeah. Anyway, that's the latest, guys. I hope everyone has a great week. Don't get the coronavirus. Uh, go watch some good Hollywood movies. Um, you know. Check out check out Netflix. Educate yourselves. Whatever, you know. And, and then resist, uh letting fear win because fear is the enemy I'm going to quote I'm going to leave you guys with the quote of Harriet Tubman there you know fear is the enemy I think that's what her dad told her actually when she was leaving for her first journey north so Uh, oh and speaking of that Philadelphia I was in Philadelphia last weekend that's where she went to get her freedom and I knew I liked that city Uh, Philadelphia it's always it's the land of brotherly love I was there to help my friend Jimmy and his wife Chloe move uh, they moved to a new uh, a new building there in Philadelphia, and I got to see them and their daughter, Arlie. Very cute. Uh, and they really, um, you know, we had the opportunity to to hang out while uh, pushing boxes around. And, you know, I just think Philadelphia is, is a great place. When you go there, the people are warm. They're nice. They're respectful. They're educated. Uh, there's a, a good warm vibe to Philly. Even though it's dirty as pho, Like, Philly is so dirty, but the people are warm, and that's awesome. I love that about it, you know? And I love that Philadelphia uh, was a free state. I love that um, Philadelphia was associated with that, you know? And by the way, it's all about progress, guys. So, you know, there's a lot of terrible things that have happened in history, but the people now may be completely embarrassed of of what took place generations ago so you can't judge a a state that wasn't free at one point um, it's all about people anyway right you got to judge the pe- how how it's it's on an individual level every every person is different but there's a lot of people that may live in a in a state that wasn't free now that you know take take a place in the south that that uh that is you know is on the right side of of wanting to you know create positive change that that may um completely uh hate what what their ancestors may have done you know so so yeah that's what i'll leave you guys with uh is that harriet tubman quote which is uh you know fear is the enemy and uh love she was a godly woman she believed in god and her nickname was moses she followed the North Star. Speaking of stars, man, we're all, this, this whole thing is like interconnected, bruh. You know, it's like this podcast is so like, do well, you know, was like learning about the solar system earlier, talking about that. But yeah, she followed the North Star to Philly, baby. Took her, took her North to freedom. So, um, I think we, uh, I think we're in a good place. Hopefully we all feel good right now. Uh, if anyone's been holding in a nice dump so they can finish, I apologize for holding you hostage, but I appreciate you listening to the rest of this. You could always have just gone to the bathroom and taken a dump while we while we did this. But let's do it. Have a great week and uh, go to heaven, guys. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>